listening to Awake in Relationship, a podcast about intimacy, community, and culture in a time of great change, with Silas Rose. Welcome, dear listener. Uh, my name is Silas Rose, and this is another installment of On Air, my version of a, a fireside chat. Over the past year since I, I started Awaken Relationship, I really feel like I'm learning in public. If you've been listening to the show, you probably noticed that I have a, a very broad lens when it comes to covering the topic of relationships. I really believe that there's a, a thread of continuity that runs, you know, from our intimate personal lives into how we create community, and then ultimately uh, how we create a, a life-sustaining culture. There is uh, so much uh, change happening right now in those three areas, and much of it really being driven by the influence of uh, our technology, and particularly uh, the internet. After a year of COVID, uh, I think we've all come to kind of rely on the internet and, and social media and other platforms as our primary source of connection with others. Uh, over these past few months, and somehow I, I don't get the sense that this is going to change in the near future. In fact, I think uh, history will remember COVID as the dawning of the uh, Internet of Things. If you're not familiar with that uh, term, basically describes this merging of the physical world and digital world through billions of computers and sensors and cameras with the uh, help of uh, New 5G technology basically will enable kind of ubiquitous connection, making possible things like uh, driverless cars and smart homes, quote-unquote, smart cities, and smart grids. So on one hand, uh, the Internet of Things really solves a lot of uh, problems in terms of relating with complexity and efficiency of human systems. However, given the, how quickly these changes are coming, there is a real danger of losing something essential to our human experience, namely the quality connection we have with others and the natural world. By virtue of my age, I remember life before the internet. I recently turned 50, which is kind of mind-blowing, and perhaps a, a sure sign of getting older is nostalgia, a longing for the past. When I was growing up in a small town on the east coast of uh, Vancouver Island, I actually spent most of my, my time outdoors when I wasn't in school. I'd leave in the morning with my friends, head down to the beach or into the forest or by the river to do some fishing. And I wouldn't return till uh, sometime in the evening. Kind of unthinkable for any parent these days. Having had the great fortune of growing up in a, in a beautiful place, uh, a safe place, I got to develop a very secure attachment to, uh, to nature, which I very much value to this day. I feel like I also got to understand what freedom meant. There was very uh, little screen time in those days. My first uh, home computer was uh, a Commodore VIC-20, a gift from my parents, which I was actually kind of uh, disappointed around because most of my friends uh, had uh, Commodore 64s, which had way better graphics and games. So I was kind of stuck at home playing Pong, on my little big 20 and a black and white television. Which is actually kind of funny considering the recent news with uh, Elon Musk's 
Neuralink monkey when they've actually managed to connect a computer to a monkey's brain and the monkey was able to play Pong using its mind. Call me old-fashioned, but it's these kind of experiments that uh, keep me up at night worrying about the future. That the Internet of Things doesn't uh, just end with the uh, merging of the physical world and the digital world, but it really is about merging the digital world and human biology. In some sense, this merging has already happened, though it's not a, a hardwiring. Thanks in part to the massive amount of data that's been collected on us over the years by big tech companies and social media, corporations are really able to tap into our deepest fears and wants and needs and use that information to manipulate our behavior in subtle and not-so-subtle ways. The darker side is really where the algorithms only show us what we want to see, essentially sorting us into uh, filter bubbles, which are uh, highly customized to our needs and wants. If you've been on YouTube, you've probably gone down the YouTube rabbit hole a few times, just following some of the recommended videos in the sidebar. With uh, so much of life being lived online right now, the downside of being fed this curated, personalized online experience in our social media feed or Google search is that we're losing our, our shared sense of reality and that the algorithms are actually leading us towards more extreme views in our society and uh, we've really seen that with the rise of QAnon and we've seen it go offline with the Capitol insurrection in December. So it's pretty clear to me at this point that the uh, internet and uh, associate technologies are not benign and are in fact uh, fundamentally altering our perception of the world and each other in uh, not so beneficial ways. I don't think it's possible at this point to put the genie back in the bottle. And I am uh, by no means uh, anti-technology or a Luddite. However, I'm uh, deeply concerned about how we maintain our sense of humanity as the internet of things develops and grows. I believe this is sort of the uh, razor's edge in terms of our spiritual practice or discipline, how we bring more mindfulness to how we relate to our technology, and ultimately how we prioritize the real-world relationships that matter most. I'm planning to uh, explore this topic in greater depth through future episodes of Wake and Relationship, and also in a program I'm developing for the fall with some guests called Going Offline, where we will explore some of the mindfulness-based tools for reclaiming energy, time, and focus for real-world relationships. I'm planning to launch with a small test group, and uh, if you're interested, you know, please reach out. Send me a message at awakenrelationship.com. In the next few weeks, I'll put up a, a little bit more information in a form so people can leave their email and be notified when the uh, the group opens. So please be in touch. As always, I, I really appreciate any feedback or suggestions for future episodes of Awaken Relationship. And if you uh, have been tuning in and uh, found value in the show, I'd, I'd really appreciate you taking a moment and just leaving a a quick review on Apple, uh, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps me to uh, grow the show. So friends, thanks again for uh, listening to this episode, and uh, I hope you're staying strong in these uncertain times and doing what you need to do to stay well and connected.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Awake in Relationship. If you liked what you heard, please click subscribe to get the latest show delivered fresh to your device or sign up for our newsletter at awakeinrelationship.com. Sharing is caring. 